Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. Hello, Marion. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false loop. It's a job, Marlo. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And all forms the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdy Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today to celebrate the release of X-Men Dark Phoenix, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about other X-Men movies, starting from 2000's original X-Men. Was it? Wow, that's a long time ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it came out in 2000. Wow, 2000. Ah, oh, boy, I'm trying to think. You know, those X-Men movies, I do recall really liking them when they first came out, but watching them again, it doesn't really stand i don't think like have you watched these movies recently i haven't watched them recently but even x-men one there was a lot it was very plot heavy not a lot of action yeah yeah for an x-men movie the only thing really shaking and baking is i believe at the very end yeah and even that's weak the sexual liberty fight it is yeah that was kind of weak yeah but you know it it was i remember loving it at the time because marvel was coming off of you know, success of Blade and Blade Two, and then you had X Men, and Spidey was around the corner. So uh, it was a good, it was a good time for me, a comic book fan. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it was nice to see like things that you and I were hiding, <laughs> like you said in the last episode, hiding our comic books in our jacket, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, you know, something that we've read is now on the big screen, and it's it's Hollywood bound, and uh, and I, if I recall, it did very very well at the box office. Uh, yeah, it, it did very well. Um, it was probably that. I don't remember what else came out that year, but it was probably the number one hit of the summer that year. And the thing is, we, we didn't know a lot about the stars. I think Halle Berry was known. The guy that played Cyclops, whose name escapes me. Um, oh, Matt Madsen? No. James Marsden. James right? Marsden, yeah. Yeah. He was, you know, he, he was someone, like everybody in that and that uh, cast was better known than Hugh Jackman because Hugh Jackman was like, even he, I've watched an interview with him recently. He's like, you know, I was in Oklahoma. I was performing on stage in Oklahoma when um, uh, Russell Crowe, because they wanted Russell Crowe and he turned them down and he, he told Hugh Jackman about it. No, they and, wanted Doug Ray Scott. No, they had Doug Ray Scott. Oh. He got hurt on Mission Impossible too, but they originally, like, if they had their choice, they wanted Russell Crowe, but he Oh, I didn't know before. that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. they approached Russell Crowe. He said, no, thank you. And then they hired Dugray Scott, who got hurt on Mission Impossible 2, right? Yeah, he was stuck with Tom Cruise. So he wasn't able to start filming when he was supposed to. So Hugh Jackman was the third choice, which is amazing if you think about it. Yeah, uh, what a lucky break. Yeah, the funny thing is the older Wolverine gets, the more ripped he gets. If you watch that first X-Men, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's in good shape, but he's nothing like, you know, he was eating just chicken breast all day and, and working out. <laughs> 12 hours um, for the first X-Men. Oh, good Lord. The movie The Wolverine, where he goes to Japan, he is mm-hmm. so ripped. I mean, you can smell the protein powder off his breath. He was so thick. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, it made, let's see, I think this is uh, domestic. For 2000, it made $157 million, No. Which is you know, good. It only cost $75 million to make. And it shows in the production time. <laughs> Uh, it made 295 worldwide, so that's pretty good. Yeah. 25 million worldwide, which is really good for this. I mean, we're so used to these Marvel movies making billions of dollars. We're like, eh, 295, but right. that's actually good. That's good money for 2000. Yeah, yeah. 
And I remember when they casted uh, uh, Jean-Luc Picard as Professor X. I remember oh, everyone was just really excited about that. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't. He was he was born for that role. Yeah. You know, he was he was made for and he was perfect for it. I didn't know McKellen that well. Yeah, I didn't know who he was because um, he was like a classic British actor, and he was like in more cerebral movies, I guess, up to that point. Yeah. Um, but he was in, you know, that was like a good five year turn for him between the X Men and the Lord of the Ring movies. Mm. He was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Famke Jansen, I think, had been in James Bond. Yeah, James Bond. What was on the top or something like this? Some weird name she had. <laughs> yeah. But I, the thing was, I thought she was the, with the casting. I just felt like some of it was too old. Like I thought, not that Famke Jansen was old, old, but I thought for for Phoenix or Marvel Girl, she was pretty. She was old, especially James Marsden's younger, I believe. Yeah, exactly. She just, you know, the, that chemistry, you know, because Cyclops and uh, and Marvel Girl or Phoenix, mm-hmm. whatever, they're supposed to be like the staple couple of the X-Men universe as Peter right. and Mary Jane would be. But when you're right, when you see Funk, Funk, Funka, Funka, and, Funk. and James Martin on screen, they have zero chemistry. I mean, none, none. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. And then maybe they did it on purpose. Cause they, I think they wanted you to quote unquote ship Wolverine and Jean Grey. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. but, oh, yeah. but yeah, I thought she was a weird choice for Jean Grey. Anna Paquin is rogue. I thought she was a weird choice because she was so young. And then I just, well, you know what's funny is I wish we could have dug up one of the old Wizard magazines to see who they cast for the X Men because they, they usually did a good job of casting movies. They they did they did yeah. But for what it was, you know, it, it worked well. I don't think you really needed a huge name to, to pull this movie off. I think everyone was just excited that they had that we had an X Men movie to watch. Yeah, and, and they had decent bad guys, Sabretooth and uh, Toad, you know, Ray Park coming off with Darth Maul, Mystique, Rebecca Romaine, she did a good job. And then, like we said before, what's his name? Um, Ian McKellen. That's Magneto. Magneto. Yeah, but it was great. I mean, I think they stuck They stuck to the origins. Because you find out the origins of Magneto. I don't know that they go into Xavier so much. But his origin was pretty good. Um, with the whole concentration camp and all that stuff. Yeah, that intro and was then, good for the movie. You get like this really dark, kind of black and whitish kind of uh, scene, and it's really right. It, you you realize like this is not like a typical superhero movie, I guess. I mean, this right. was it, it comes off as very very Schindler's List, you know, very yeah, that beginning, you're that right. beginning, very dark, very muddy, and, <coughs> and all that stuff, and and it, it really sets a tone. I guess Brian Singer's tone of what the movie's supposed to be about, because you know it's, it's, it's supposed to be a jaded uh, uh, Magneto guy. Yeah. So let me ask this: I was I was reading an article today about a Man of Steel two, which Brian K. Vaughan was supposed to write, and how it wasn't going to be good. But they mentioned how DC or Warner Brothers seems to always want to tell the Superman origin story, and then they pointed to how Spider Man Homecoming. And, you know, skip that whole part. They're like, look, people know it already. It was out, you know, four years ago. Yeah. The origin, and, and that was a smart move. And and even Batman is, I think, is moving away from showing the origin. Do you think X Men should have started with him with a young Charles Xavier putting the team together, or did you like that it kind of started with the team being together and, and Wolverine just kind of finding out about them and joining? You know, with that's a good question, and I think. Because we, we talked about on the last show on how X-Men number one did, like how many comic books it sold. 
And it's kind of the same thing that we're seeing with these Marvel movies where there's an expectation. When you're selling that many comic books, that there's a lot of people super familiar with these characters, that I don't think you really have to go into like the super detailed origin of every single character. The problem with these big ensemble movies, like, like the X-Men, because... The X-Men didn't have the luxury of having individual movies building up to the group movie. Yeah, right. it's one big group movie. And I think if you went to these these really extensive origins, it's really going to bog it down. I think how they did was just fine. You know, they did – Rogue's origin was, what, a scene? Like she's kissing the boyfriend and you're like, oh, well, this is what happens, you know? Right. So I think that's okay. It worked well. I don't remember at the time being like, huh? Like what's going on? You know, I, I never got that feeling. Yeah, I, I just I, I always wondered about it because I don't know that you and I can really judge because we know the origin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we were just laymen that just went in there to watch the movie, do, would I need more rogue story? Like who's Storm and why is Cyclops? You know, with, with the total lack of chemistry on screen of Hamka Johnson and, and James Marsden, like you, like why are they even together? You know, where, where we know, like, oh, they're together because they're together in the comic books. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if, if the if the layman walked in and had these kind of questions. Well, Jean um, Grey says in the very beginning of the movie, they, they actually discuss kind of what a mutant is. So the origin is you're born with it. So, you know, it's it's not like you had to figure out how did they, this guy that got that power and this guy did this. Like Daredevil, you know, radioactive gunk went in his eyeballs where it's the next minute right. it's, it's kind of like when you're born with it with rogue it seemed like it was a puberty kind of thing that's true the origin story is pretty simple you're it, born yeah <laughs> you're born it's, it's, it's that's right. it like how how it manifests and how everyone has their powers that's where it, i guess it's just a little bit different mm-hmm. so let's just some quick what did you think of the overall story the you know because i guess the focus is on wolverine and rogue and magneto's plan to seal to have Rogue steal his power so she could, I guess, she was supposed to die powering that machine. You know, his, his plan was to turn everybody into mutants so that yeah. they would under, like kind of understand what they're going through and stop trying to work against them, I guess, was the plan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, and the plan was to use Rogue to absorb his powers to power the machine because it would probably kill him. Right. Right. So he's like, oh, let this you know, teenage girl die. <laughs> but what doesn't make sense, though, is that they tested it on that senator and, and it, it failed, right? Like it, it no, killed. well, he turned into a mutant. Well, well, he turned into water. Right. Yeah, I think, well, that, I guess that was his mutant power. Maybe he didn't know. Oh, That's oh, how I took okay, it. Okay, I gotcha. I mean? Huh. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I thought that was good. And, and I think putting the relationship of Wolverine and Rogue together, you know, he's, because he's still like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not a team player. I'm not the, I'm a loner. <laughs> uh, but I'll do it for the girl. You know, like, oh, I, yeah. I, I have a really, you know, this relationship with this with this young girl and I want to, you know, make sure she's safe and rubble, rubble, rubble. So I thought that was a good, um, <laughs> that was a good, um, well, the story, I mean, the story was weak and, and the, the, except for Magneto and maybe a little bit of Mystique, the bad guys were weak too. They were, they were lame. I like that they had some humor in it. You know, the whole thing's like, how do I know it's you? You're a dick. Okay, yeah, come yeah. on. You know, right. that kind of stuff was good. But then you have, you know, like Storm saying, you know, what happens to a toad when struck by lightning? Same thing happens to everything else, which was just stupid. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Best performance in the movie? But uh, I probably have to lean towards Hugh Jackman, I guess. 
Yeah, think. I would say that. I, yeah. I th- and I think you mentioned before, I think a lot of the characters are underserved because there were so many characters. I don't know that. Well, the funny thing is Brian Singer, who directed this, he did The Usual Suspects, which is about five or six different guys. And he does a good job of balancing all the different characters there. Mm, yeah. I don't know if every X-Men, real X-X-Man got their due. I thought Cyclops in all the movies. I, you know, that's probably why they wound up killing him in three. But yeah, I thought he was weak in most of the movies, and, and I don't know. If Jean Grey was really serviced really well either. I, I don't know if they picked the right heroes to do the first movie with. You but know, it's, it really, it, it's really interesting that well, at two thousand, I guess Wolverine is mega popular already. I mean, if I, I'm looking, I'm looking at the list of all the movies right now. All these things really are just. Wolverine stories. If I look at it from that point of view, right? Then I, I think it makes sense. I mean, really, almost every every iteration of these X Men movies is just like a, a side Wolverine story. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it from that point of view, then I guess it makes sense. Versus, I, I wanted Psychos to be better, you know? Yeah, um, but it, I think it, that's where they do a disservice because if you think of the Avengers movie, you can't say, "Oh, this is an Iron Man movie." Oh, this is a Cap movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's where they did the movie disservice. They should have. I understand them focusing, especially after the first one, Hugh Jackman got huge. I understand kind of focusing on him, but I don't know. It's called X Men. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> and, it, it should be a group thing, but it, it doesn't play out that way at all. You know, the only no. time that they work as a group in that movie, uh, Cyclops, they're they're like in the head of the Statue of Liberty, and Cyclops mm-hmm. is just telling people what to do. You know? Yeah. You do yeah. this, you do that, and really, that's the first time they work as a team, mm-hmm. and that's about it. So, uh, <laughs> what was your favorite? Would you say your favorite scene or, or moment of that movie? Oh, I, I would say, yeah, because we talked about like how we're going to do this show, and I was, I, I went through like all the movies, and the first thought that came to mind, I think, was probably the first time Wolverine popped his claws. He's in that cage fight. Mm-hmm. And I believe one guy is like, hey, no one can take a fight like that and not show any bruises. And then you see Wolverine, you know, hold the guy up the wall and you see that one middle claw slowly pop out of his fist. Yeah, he's got his like neck in between the two outer claws. Yes. And then, and then the one slowly. Yeah. The bartender comes up from behind him with a shotgun. He, he slices that in half and had that that look where one claw is on one guy and the opposite side was the other guy. And I would say that's probably my most memorable part of the movie mm-hmm. like if i had to rewatch a scene i thought that was a pretty good scene but you're right and that well, yeah well, hugh jackman was like a twig <laughs> yeah like and well i mean wolverine pop his clothes in live action for the first time is awesome yeah you know it's that like the first time you saw spider-man shoot his webs yeah I, well i would i mean obviously i like that part but one that stuck out sticks out of my mind and it's, it starts off corny but it ends great is when he's fighting Sabretooth on the crown in the Statue of Liberty. And I think Sabretooth is kind of like almost throws him off the crown, but he uses his claw to, to like hook on the whatchamacallit and swing around. Oh, yeah, on the crown. Which I think the phys- yeah the physics of that is, is impossible, I think. <laughs> like how he used, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. used the claw to spin around one of the points in the crown. But when he lands, he's in this classic Wolverine pose, ready yes, to fight him. Right. And that's a great moment where he's just got the claws out and he's growling and he's ready to go against Sabretooth. And, and I think it was smart of him to include Sabretooth because he's the one villain where you can really like you know Wolverine can be Wolverine you know mm. what I mean like he doesn't have to hold back he can do his berserk and and they didn't do it as much as they did in later movies but you know you saw that he, he could get a little crazy a little nuts with his claws and you know because Sabretooth could heal oh that's a good yeah, point but you need someone that can go toe to toe with Wolverine 
Right. So I think with first movies, it's a good first movie. The first movies always have to get that origin stuff out of the way. Yeah. And usually the second movies tend to be better, which leads us to X-Men 2, X-Men go. United, right? Yeah. This movie was, in my opinion, Head and Shoulders, much better than, than X-Men 1. It's probably, it's arguably the best of the X-Men movie. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I personally can argue Days of Future Past with this one, but... This it's it's a good argument, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you had a situation where a sequel made more than the original. This made more what four hundred and seven million, and it came out in two thousand three. Wow. Yeah, but X Men Two, X Men United really upped up their game. Well, let me answer this. Uh, going back to X Men real quick, they had we saw students there. They had I think Iceman was in one, right? Would, and, and would Iceman be your favorite player? Uh, X Man, how did you feel about him being like a like a kind of back down, background character in the first movie? Yeah, in the first one. Was he, he in was the first movie? I don't remember. Yeah, he was he, he was a student in school. Huh? Like he? Was oh, out, that's right. Yeah, he Pyro was. was yes, too, I yes, think, yes. Right? yes. Yeah, him and Pyro. Yeah, I, I vaguely uh, remember. Uh, and what I, can you do? Yeah, and I think Colossus <laughs> was there too, but but little little nods like that were pretty cool. Just like, oh, I know who Peter is. Oh, I know who Bobby is. You know. So yeah, all yeah. right, so we so we get to X Men United, X Men Two, and, and I think we knew Iceman was gonna have a bigger role. Were you yeah. excited about that? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. that and and this is the movie where Brian Singer is saying like this: we're gonna see a glimpse of a little Berserker Wolverine, and I think that's right. something that we've been waiting to see. Yeah, well, I think they did a great job with. I thought Nightcrawler was fantastic. That opening scene where he's in the White House. Oh yeah, that's right. That is <laughs> it's awesome. a good scene. That's a great scene, and he just he just goes through to all the security and the soldiers, and he's it's awesome. And Alan Cumming did a great job as Nightcrawler. So they introduce Nightcrawler. I think Colossus got a, a few extra scenes. Uh, Pyro goes to the dark side. Iceman it really becomes part of the team. The funny thing is, I think in all all three of those original movies, there was a different Kitty Pride in each one. So so <laughs> you saw, saw Kitty use her powers. So you talk about his berserker rage, and, and that was that's how they teased the movie. Brian Singer teased it, saying, "Oh, you're going to see him go berserker." And it's the scene where they attack the mansion, where uh, Striker's um, paramilitary group attacks the mansion, and he just goes all out on all these soldiers. Like I remember back then, I was just like, uh, I like I, I mean, for some reason I thought they were U.S. US military and. You know, when, when cops get killed on screen and U.S. military, get, I, I get a little like, ah, that's not right. You know, like, yeah, my brain is like, ah, that's not right. So I was like, I was I remember being conflicted. I'm like, oh, I love that Wolverine's big berserker, but, you know, he's killing U.S. soldiers. So like, oh, <laughs> but they're bad guys. What? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, I mean, that whole mansion uh, battle is fantastic. Um yeah, you, you see him. You see him let loose a little bit. He's not a. I wouldn't call it berserker yet. You know, but he he does he does let loose a, a lot more than than in the first movie. But you know, I, I think the only time you really see berserker Wolverine is when we'll, when we see Logan. I probably that's like the the only time where where you see Wolverine as you would see him in the comic book. Like, well, what about nuts. what about X three when he's in the forest? And that was okay. I mean, if you had to compare it to uh, to Logan, Logan, he just went yeah, well, Logan nuts. Was, yeah, yeah, that's true too. That's true too. But they did they did tease the uh, that was their version of Berserker, him fighting in the mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. And this one, <laughs> this one was very much a Wolverine story because it focused on Weapon X and and uh, you know how he got created by Striker and, and Lady Death's 
Deathstrike and her getting adamantium. So that was very much a Wolverine movie. So were you happy with this movie? I loved this movie. I yeah. thought I thought it was the best example of the different mutants using their different powers, almost comic accurate. Right. The little nods like Colossus appearing in a couple of scenes and you know, Iceman having a stepped up role. This is this the one where he um quote unquote comes out to his parents as a mutant or is that yeah. extra okay. Yeah. That was a great scene, I thought. You know, I think Magneto working. I think at one point they worked together, right, Magneto? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think overall it's just a great, um, just a, I mean, a really good movie. I mean, this this was this held up too. This movie holds. I might watch it after this after <laughs> recording because it's a really good movie. Just think about the different. I mean, that Nightcrawl scene is awesome. The mansion scene is awesome. The stuff at the dam and the hidden base is awesome. Um, and it's Legion. You know, that's. Um, I think that's Legion. Stryker's son was supposed yeah. to be Legion. You know, the, the benefit of this movie, like what you were talking about before about an origin, you don't have to really go through an origin for this particular movie. You just you're just right into it, and so I, I think that 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 really helps. Yeah, it's like I said, the sequels usually do a lot better than the first ones because you can just jump into the action. Mm. You know, you're not bogged down by origin and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, that was good. Yeah, X Two was uh, probably one of the probably the best superhero movie up until Dark Knight. What do you think? Best superhero, oh, boy. So that came out in 03, Dark Knight came out in 08. So would you give it the title for five years? Would you say any of the Spider Man movies were better? Oh, um, Spider Man Two is really good. Yeah, Spider Man Two was good. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I don't. These second movies were killing it. <laughs> X Two, Spider Man Two, Dark Knight. Yeah, mm, these number twos are really good. Winter Soldier, that's a part two. Oh, Winter Soldier was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's for me uh, to toss up between X two and Spider Man two, which which was the best superhero movie for that time period. Well, up until yeah, up until oh eight when Dark Knight came out. I, wow. I mean, literally. I, well, I mean, you know, we have a soft spot for Superman, Superman two. Yeah, but I think I think if you look at them objectively, I think X. X2 is a better movie objectively than Superman 2. If you take your the fact that you were a kid when you saw it and you watched Are you talking about Chris Reeves' Superman 2? Yes. Yes. Ah, sorry. I think X, <laughs> yeah. If you look at it objectively and take your heart out of it, I think you would agree that X2 is, is objectively a better oh, movie. Than I don't know. Superman, oh, Superman no. 2 got some corniness in it, dude. Well, it was. That's no, your heart man. Speaking. I don't know. Can't do I, oh, can't I can't do it. Do it. No. To, in my They're opinion, hard. Superman 1 is probably the, it, it, to me, it is the comic book movie for me. It is done so no, well. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Superman 2 that. was better than Superman 1. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think you're being objective. That's okay, though. I like it. That's, I like it a lot. I know. I'm a, I'm, yeah. I love those movies, too. That's the thing. I I think. Okay, yeah, I can tell you this. I, I, I can watch Superman 2 right now. And yeah. watch it front to back and be totally satisfied uh, with it. And X Men Two, I'm thinking of like if I if if I'm if I'm Netflix, I'm maybe picking scenes out of it versus watching wow. it okay. from front to back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> let's ask our uh, let's ask our listeners. Uh, maybe you'll put a poll up. Okay. Um, can you do a can you do a three way poll or a four way poll? Which was the best? Up until 2008, Dark Knight, which was the best superhero movie. Put Superman 1, 2, 
uh, X Men United and. Well, I'll just Spice. I'll just lay out a question. What do you think is your best superhero movie? Let's put it like that. Until Dark Knight, because I don't want people to vote for Dark Knight. Why? It's a good movie. Well, because the, the whole discussion started as until Dark Knight, X Men Two is the best superhero movie. Nah, because I'm I'm saying we can all agree. We can all what, really. You think Superman is better than Dark Knight? No, no, not at all. Well, no, no, okay. no, Dark Knight was good. I mean, that's that's enough. That's what I'm saying. I the, think it would yeah. win outright. So, what was the best superhero movie up until Dark Knight? Wow, you know when so, when Tobey Maguire's Spider Man first came out, I was in love with that movie. Yeah, but you know Spider-Man 2 is better than Spider-Man 1. It is. <laughs> you know that. Spider-Man 1 does not – it's a lot like X-Men 1. I don't know that it holds up as well. No, it, it, it doesn't. You know, I remember watching Spider-Man 1 and just I, – I, for some reason, I don't know why, but I had an emotional roller coaster in that one. That one that one really tugged at my heartstrings for some reason. Did it really? Oh, okay. That's... Yeah, there, there were a lot of really deep like emotional scenes, I think, right. with, with uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Which sounds yeah. weird, but, but you felt like Toby did a great job with that. Yeah, and I, I yeah, he cries very well as Spider Man. <laughs> he does a lot <laughs> does. for some reason. I'll tell you why, and maybe it's because you and I both grew up in the New York area. We've been in Times Square and stuff like that. That whole parade scene is so fake looking to me. Yeah, I know. You know, it's really, it's really bad. Yeah, um, especially twenty years later. You know. Sure. But Spider Man Two, and we were going off track again. But Spider Man Two with Doc Octopus, that was just per- the perfect villain, the perfect motivation. The movie was—it was just, I, I yeah, you're hard pressed. I, like, I, like I said, up until Dark Knight, I'm torn between X Men United and Spider Man Two being the best superhero movie ever. And I love the Superman movies, well, one and two at least. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And I loved Batman One. Was in the fan of two, and I actually like three and three better than two, but that's just me. Okay, um, here, here's my argument with Superman. Like, if I had to think about a character, like if you had to pick the casting of Christopher Reeves playing Superman, I swear to you, man. Even to this day, when I think like who Superman is, I believe that Christopher Reeves Superman was like a real person. That, that, that's that's how how clear it was to me. Right, and that's why that that's time. why we compare every Superman sense to him. Yeah, you know. And it's not fair. And, and it's easy. I think it's easier to be a Batman than it is to be a Superman, you know? Oh, yeah. Because every Batman brings something different. And no one, no one's really, no one compared Christian Bale to Michael Keaton. And no one compared Ben Affleck to Christian Bale. You know, Batman is just Batman. But everyone, you know, um, Cavill got compared to Reeves. Um, Brandon Routh got compared to Reeves, you know, freaking. Hmm. Lois and Clark dude got compared to Reeves. Smallville got compared to Reeves. Sure, sure, sure. You're not going to escape it. And this is and this is what I see is going to happen with Hugh Jackman. When they when they announce whoever the new Wolverine's going to be, people are going to sit there like, hmm. they're going to their arms hold like, he better be better than Hugh Jackman. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what you're going to see. Yeah, yeah. And you're not going to see, you don't see that with Batman. You might see it with, you'll see it with Tony Stark too, if they ever bring him back to the screen. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if 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 they continue Mission Impossible without Tom Cruise, they're going to compare. You know, this new Ethan Hunt. Sure. You know, so I understand what you're saying about Christopher Reeves, but I think in the same respect, X Men had Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, like Spider Man. We've had three Spider Man since Spider Man One came out, and sure. we were fine with all the changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and there's 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 inhabiting the role, and there's being the role. I think Christopher Reeves is the role, and I think. Like Tobey Maguire inhabited the role for three movies, and then Andrew Garfield for two, and now Tom Holland. So, but Hugh Jackman is the role. He is Wolverine when you 
when you think of Wolverine. Well, you can't argue that. I mean, how many times has this guy's played the role? About seventeen years. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to to go against that because I think that's all you see him as. And like, even when I see him on, if he's on the, in another movie, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's Wolverine. Well, the greatest showman on the CEO Wolverine. I saw some guy singing. <laughs> um, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. All right, so that's X Men Two, X Men, and again, Nightcrawler. I don't think he gets enough praise in this movie. Um, he was fantastic. Just a great character. It's a shame he didn't come back. Um, all right, so X Men Two, great movie, builds on X Men, and then we go to three years later. A lot of problems. Brian Singer was supposed to do this movie. He bows out. We wound up getting Brett Ratner, I believe. Yeah, who did it? Yeah, <laughs> who was best known, I guess, for the Rush Hour movies, which I liked. Sure. Uh, and he he winds up doing X Men: The Last Stand, and that was a cluster F of a movie. Um, it made a little bit more than Part Two. Um, but the budget was almost $100 million more. Um, well, it made more money, guy. It's just pure speculation. But you're right. This movie was poop. It was garbage. It was poop. Yeah. It was, it was a bad... I couldn't bad. even tell you a favorite scene of this movie. Well, maybe the juggernaut. Eh. That was, that was, uh, like, um, that was a joke. It, it, yeah. The, I, man, what was my favorite? Oh, wait. Let's go back. What was your favorite X-Men United scene? The Berserker Rage? At the- oh, yeah, the mansion scene, yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the Nightcrawler scene myself. Yeah. All right, so X Men Last Stand. Uh, oh, and when Iceman does that little ice wall when he's separating Wolverine and a Striker, I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, okay, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Okay, uh, so. if you're gonna if you're gonna hold a gun to my head, or if you're gonna hold a claw to my head, <laughs> I'm gonna say my favorite scene in X Men Last Stand is at the end when they all line up and they're ready to like fight all the mutants. Oh yeah, because that's like the classic superhero. Getting yeah. ready to fight stance. Sure. And you saw, you know, you had Storm, Iceman, Kitty, Pride, uh, Colossus, Beast. And the thing about X Men Last Stand, in my opinion, it's a waste of some really good talent and, and characters that they brought into it, you know, because mm-hmm. they did bring in, um, besides, you know, Wolverine, Storm, uh, Magneto, Professor X, you know, Phoenix, Rogue. You got Beast. They killed Cyclops in like the first five minutes. Yeah. Um, they brought in Iceman, Juggernaut, Colossus had a bigger role. You know, that, and this this is what got me mad. You know, they're like, oh, Angel's in this one. He's even on the posters. He's in the movie for like five minutes and he doesn't even have a shirt on. It's like <laughs> ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Um, but oh, so you didn't, you didn't like his character at all? No. Well, they didn't do enough with him. I thought I thought they built on it a little bit. Well, he saved his dad the whole thing about the, the cure. What's that? He saved his dad at the end of the movie. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't even really fight as an X Men. I don't even think he meets the X Men in this movie, does he? Yeah, at the, at the very, very end. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I hear you. Yeah, but we can we can both agree it's the worst of those three X Men, right? No, that's that's not that's not even a debate. Yeah, so you, you couldn't pick up. I mean, I, I mean, the visual of Magneto moving the Golden Gate Bridge is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, but. And let me ask you, at the end, does Rogue take the cure? I don't remember. Uh, or do you leave that up to debate? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. I remember she was lining up for it. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I This movie was just, ugh, like, this is something. This is something I'll fast forward to, the action scenes. Because everything between is garbage. And you know, it's too bad, too, because... Like you said, X Men came out. It was it was hugely popular, and then you get this cluster F. 
And, yeah. you know, and, and every time you want these comic book movies to be super, like, successful and stuff, so we, we would have more, you know? And we get this. Yeah. Although this this movie did give us a danger room scene in the beginning. And that was, a, okay, there you go. That was cool. that, that's my favorite scene. Yeah, we, had, we, we, we saw a sentinel head for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so we got cool. a fastball special. Yeah, we did get a fastball special. Yeah. And then we had the movie poster with Wolverine holding up his clothes for the three. So, yeah. Right. There you go. Work that in. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there are positive things, but overall, not a good movie. (laughs) It's not a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Pass. (laughs) But again, Wolverine's more ripped in this one than he's in, in, you know, the first one. He's not even peeking yet. It was close. You remember at the Philadelphia Comic Con we were at, and there's the guy was selling like Wolverine clothes, like fake ones, but they look, you know, because they had to handle them, they look real when you hold them. Yeah. Like they're really coming out your hands. You remember the picture I took of that one? <laughs> That's right. It's one of my favorites. I'm like awesome. I'm like growling. I'm like, <laughs> my stupid shirt on my jeans. It's awesome. Yeah. So overall, man, I thought Kelsey Grammer did a good job as the Beast. I liked having the Beast in there. Um, but yeah, overall, just a bad dad. <laughs> Didn't you think that was a weird choice, though? Kelsey Grammer as the Beast. Well, they went intellectual because you remember in the comics, the Beast is very smart, very intellectual. So I, I figured that's where they went with it. Kramer. And I think he pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's just weird how they killed Cyclops early and they wound up killing Professor X. And then they're like post credit scene where he's um he's he's in the body of some, you know, more metagrit someone in, in her lab or something like that. Just yeah. Weird. And we also got a. Ellen Page as, as Kitty Pride, which is pretty, uh, pretty decent. Yeah. And then we'll love trying between Rogue Kitty and uh, Iceman. Iceman. What a stud. Yeah. All right, so not much to say about this movie except it's so. Yeah, move along. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I guess after the. Do, do you want to talk about the Wolverine movies or just stick with the X Men movies? Oh, we can just stick with the X Men movies. All right, so after probably the critical decimation that the last stand received. Uh, they were released in every three years. So X-Men's 2000, X-Men United's 2003, X-Men Last Stand was 2006. They waited five years for the next one, which was X-Men First Class, which was a complete reboot of them. Um, what were your thoughts before seeing the movie or that they were rebooting it? What, what were you, uh, my thoughts about no. it? Uh, again, they, they got a group of people I had no clue who they were. I mean, none of them were really household names, I think. Yeah, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence wasn't really known yet. Not at all, yeah. I guess McAvoy was the biggest name. Even Fastbender, I don't think, was that big of a name yet. Yeah, even McAvoy. I mean, I, I, I heard of him, but I, again, wasn't familiar. But uh, the reboot, it, it, I think it was necessary, I think, because mm-hmm. of the last, the last stand. I don't think you could have gone forward after that. And th- this movie surprised me, though. This movie, I went in like... I was thinking I wasn't going to like it, and I walked away really loving it. I thought it was—I thought they did a great job with it. Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to see. Like, I—I I don't know that I, you know, this is what twenty, what did I say, twenty eleven, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. You know, the, you know, I, I mean, we weren't into all this internet stuff and look at geek news, so, um, and we certainly weren't looking at the trails like we did, you know, Phantom Menace and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't remember what I thought about this movie. I just. Didn't know what I was going to see. I, didn't, I don't know that I knew it took place in the 60s. Um, I love their selection of really esoteric ex, uh, mutants that, you know, people, you, like, you, these were deep dive mutants that you had to read yeah. the comics for. You know, you had, of course, you had Xavier and Magneto. Right. But Sebastian Shaw was a deep dive. 
McTaggart was um, making Mystique more of a player because she had a no offense to Rebecca Romaine, but you know I guess a better actress. That's why they gave her more to do. Right. Uh, again, again, Jennifer Lawrence wasn't big yet. I think this was just around the same time Hunger Games came out, so she didn't really hit big yet. Yeah. Um, who else did they have? I mean, they had a, a, a oh, Zazzle, a Zizel, um, Who played Emma uh, Frost? Yeah, who played her? She was January from Jones. Uh, January She's Jones. Madden. Yeah, Madden. Yeah, Madden, right. Um, you had The Beast, which I think he did a great job. Nicholas Holt. Uh, Banshee was in it. Uh, I guess Kevin Bacon's probably the, the Havoc. Most. Havoc, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's the biggest name in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just their choices of, of heroes was pretty cool, too. And I thought it was really... Uh, I enjoyed X-Men First Class. I, was, I mean, they weren't afraid to kill people. That guy Darwin dies pretty early in it. To give you a great reason why Magneto has the helmet, uh, Shaw's powers were great. I mean, the whole s- submarine thing was awesome. Yeah, where he lifts the submarine out of the water. Um, the whole, you know, they. This is we didn't mention this with the first three moves, but they, they would not put them in their freaking costumes, and I don't understand that. <laughs> they refused to put them in their costumes. It yeah. was so annoying. Yeah, uh, and this one actually does it. it. I mean, they make them. You know, they call them flight suits, but it's the classic blue and yellow. You know, we did Toy Biz. X-Men figures last week and we talked about how they did a whole line of them in their blue and yellow costumes and these these flight suits are their blue and yellow costumes I think this yeah. was the Grant Morrison X-Men though wasn't it when Grant Morrison um, was on the book no no these, no? these uniforms no because he had big X's on them I think that came later oh did uh, it yeah I, or they think it might be in Phoenix I think Dark Phoenix hmm. um, I mean they even had the guts to put the White Queen um Emma Frost in her lingerie. So. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, so I, and this one was great. I think McAvoy and and uh, Fastbender did a fantastic job. I love that they, they delved deeper into Magneto's origin. Yeah. Um, what did you think about them making Xavier and uh, Mystique like adopted brother and sister? Uh, it was an interesting choice, but like, like X-Men First Class, because it was very different than the other movies... Mm-hmm. I think it was one of those situations where you understand this is going to be very different, so everything's acceptable, I think. You know, the, the, the original X-Men movies, I guess, was more aligned with the comic books, like in regards right. to, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think when First Class came out, I, w- I didn't know what to expect. I, it wasn't following any particular storylines at all. So, But it, that was different. But it, it, made, it made, I guess, Mystique the connection between Charles and, and Magneto, I guess. Right. So maybe that's what that was. It, it was. A, yeah, maybe. It was a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a way to make her a main character. Yeah. You had to connect her to the other characters. Um, but I, I think overall, it was very well written. I think they did a great job with the powers and teaching very humorous to some part. Probably the best Wolverine moment. You know when they're trying to recruit mutants. Oh right, yeah. And they walk into the bar and he goes f off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, you know, they was like f off, and they, <laughs> and it was funny because. Uh, I think he was in every he was in every X Men movie. I think was he? I think like yeah, yeah. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. because he was a he was a, he was Weapon X in in um, Apocalypse. That's right. Yeah. 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 God. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's funny. <laughs> I don't think he's in Dark Phoenix though. Um, yeah, and he's not in the Deadpool. Well, technically he is. Well, Hugh Jackman's in the Deadpool movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so first class was great. I mean, it didn't. It's a shame it didn't make as much money. 
mm-hmm. as the other ones, but it made enough to get a sequel. And um, this the sequel made well. The weird thing is the original three, the last day made the most money, right? Uh, and the sequel to First Class made the most, the second most money, and only by like one million less. Days of Future really Past. Days of Future Past. Yeah, I like that movie like a lot. That's a good movie. Uh, this is such a well written movie, and yeah. and that's. That if you would have asked me what are some comic book stories you'll never see on the screen, I would have said Days of Future Past and Infinity Gauntlet because I'm like they'll never be able to do this. Movie. <laughs> they'll never be able to do those stories. Days of Future and they Past. Did yeah, that's you know? a, that's a crazy awesome storyline. Yeah, and and the funny thing is when you saw X Men First Class, you're like, all right, this is a reboot of the X Men movies, just like Andrew Garfield was a reboot of the Spider Man movies. Mm-hmm. You, we had no idea they were going to connect, and for some, whatever reason, whether it's a smart move or not. They use Days of Future's Past to connect to the original three and kind of reset the timeline. That's genius. It really was. Yeah. I and mean, it was done really well, especially as comic book readers where we're used to that kind of stuff, you know, alternate universes and timelines getting reset and all that. This was like a really awesome little twist toward the end. That last scene, I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. He's walking around the mansion and, and just the, the bleak – they did such a great – job with the bleak future and how powerful the new sentinels were yeah uh and and it was great seeing like warpath and blink and these other heroes that we probably wouldn't have seen in in x-men movies except for this little little scene they had in the beginning yeah yeah really good movie again this good really really good (laughs) you got a favorite scene oh ah geez favorite scene on this one Oh, Quicksilver scene, probably. Was that this movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool scene. <laughs> oh, the one when he's in the uh, Pentagon, when they're breaking Magneto out? Yeah, yeah. That, that's a memorable scene. That was that was done well. And this is Brian Singer, too, which was, I'm not going to say it's surprising, but it, it does surprise me. <laughs> right. It was well written, too. Simon Kimberg wrote it. Uh, yeah. I would say, since you're taking a Quicksilver scene, I would say the um, this the future fight. When the Sentinels just decimate everybody, like don't they don't they crush Iceman's head or something like that? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. That and uh, Warpath getting, I think stabbed and blink yeah. and just I, I just love it because they fight so hard and they just keep going even though they're getting decimated and they're I think aren't they protecting Kitty and Wolverine because she's whatever mind melding him to the past? Yeah. Yeah, that's that was just a great scene. It's, it's a really cool gimmick. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. Again, it was not. Was not expecting the genius, like you said, of tying those two movies together. Mm. I wonder if they planned that. You know, like did they know what they were doing? You mean from first class or? Yeah, that they were gonna oh, that they know. were gonna meld together the old X Men with the new X Men. I mean, that's amazing. I don't know. It's a great. I mean, it does throw off the timelines a lot, but. It, yeah, it was just great. I mean, even Bishop was there. I mean, this is—it was just so great. Oh, I would, I would right, watch Bishop. a movie. <laughs> I would watch a whole movie with Blink, Bishop, Warpath. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those guys are great. I thought that future looks awesome. Well, it was an awful future, but it looked very <laughs> uh, dramatic. You know, we were made for a good story. I thought. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly. Yeah. So just resetting the timeline was just a smart idea, and. Um, it just it just worked. It was very smartly written, very smartly written. And like I said, Days of Future Past is a movie is a storyline you didn't think they'd be able to, and they didn't obviously adapt it whole you know word for word from the comics. They right. had to make changes. But that was close I enough, it, though. Yeah, it works. It definitely works. I think. You ever, have you noticed though with those first two movies, you don't really get a bald Xavier or in a wheelchair Xavier. A what? 
You don't? Xavier, no, well, the young Xavier, even though, because even, because he gets shot at the end of X-Men first class, right? Right. But then, then doesn't Beast invents the, the drug that he's on that helps him to walk, but it kind of, kind of blocks his mutant powers. Yeah. Remember? So, oh, yeah, right. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. But that, that was a good movie. I mean, I put that up there with X-Men too. Yeah. That was done really well. I like it. It was really good. Really good. All right, and then we come to our, the, the most recent X-Men movie made. <sighs> I don't know why they can't do number threes right. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Why can't they do it right? This movie was just horrible. X-Men Absolutely. Apocalypse. Oh, so bad. Name like something good from it. Uh, the end credits? <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, it is that bad. No, you're right. It's, it's just, uh, yeah, like I don't know what. I mean, even, I mean, Quicksilver had to see him where saving everybody from the mansion, but even they're making his power is like too unbelievable at this point, you know? Yeah, and 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 like, we, you know how we, fast we he had to be running to do all that. Yeah, it's a crazy talk. Yeah, I can't name anything good from that. It didn't make a lot of money. Well, it okay. didn't make its budget back. Oh, uh, well, worldwide, it, you know, what it did. It, it only made one fifty-five domestic, but it made almost four hundred million foreign. So it made a lot of money combined, but domestically it didn't make its budget back. It's a shame. It really is a shame because Days of Future Past was such a good movie. Right. And wow, two years later they make X-Men Apocalypse and it's it's unwatchable. Yeah, I mean, he looked like a Power Ranger villain. <laughs> That's right. What were they doing with him? And he was so, I don't know what they were doing. And, you know, that like heroes, people we know as heroes are his... Are his uh, what you call it? And they kill people. Are his horsemen? You know. We'll figure this Psy- out. Psy- who's the Psylocke? She looked good though. She looked comic. Actress. Olivia Munn. Yeah. Yeah, Psylocke and the Storm, Psylocke, Angel. Who's the other? Oh, Magneto. Was that his fourth horseman? Yeah. yeah. Well, Just a bad. You look at Days of Future Past, and you have Brian Singer directing both, and and he's writing this one too. Apocalypse. Yeah, he he was one of the co-writers. Him. Kinberg, yeah. Yeah, so... Th- yeah, they wrote the first one. They wrote Days uh, of Features Past, too. Yeah, I mean, wh- what a huge drop-off. I don't know, man. What are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, Apocalypse was just... I, was, I remember watching it. like, what am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. You're insane. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything good about it. Other than, like you said, uh, end, end credit scene. Was there an end credit scene on that one? There had to have been. Yeah. Uh. I don't remember what it, it was. It just hurts. Uh, Stan Lee in this one? Oh, we forgot to mention it, the first X-Men movie. That was really kind of Stan Lee's first oh, was it his cameo. first cameo? He was, was a hot dog vendor on the beach. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think he was in Blade or anything like that. Right. No, yeah. not at all. So, okay. that, that's where it all began. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Apocalypse had the... Uh, it had to, though. Is that the one? I don't even remember how it ends. Besides, they beat him. <laughs> that's it yeah I don't know so yeah nothing nice to say about this movie huh? yeah nothing I have a favorite scene I can't think of one nothing good no that's no. a shame it, it's, un, it's unwatchable I mean have you watched it since I have I, no desire I mean I may have I think I've I seen mean, it I think I've seen it fairly recently like within you? the past six months just, okay. just to watch it again just to remind myself wow you must um, been bored. 
Yeah, I should watch Seeds of Future Past. That's what I thought after I watched this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was it was bad. It was bad. It was it bad. Was bad. Well, All right. Well, those are the X Men movies, which is leading up to Dark Phoenix, which is coming out this week or. Well, it came out this past weekend, and we are going to do a show on that soon. Yeah. So Steve yeah. did that. But let's just, on the periphery, we had, what, three X-Men movies? We had X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was, ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had, what did we have? The Wolverine, the I think Wolverine. it was called? Yeah. And that was good when he was in Japan. I like that one. I thought, I, thought, yeah, I thought the bad guy was weak, but other than that, it was good. And mm-hmm. then we had, of course, Logan, which is probably the best of the Wolverine movies. Oh, fantastic. I love Logan. Yeah. And then we had the two Deadpool movies yeah. we talked about, yeah. and tease of an X Force movie. Yeah. All right. So in order, just oh. the X Men movies. What are your top three? Oh, top three: Days of Future go? Past, X Men Two, okay, First Class. Nice. Uh, I would flip. Oh, I didn't go in order. Oh, okay. You were just saying those. I was order. just saying those. Right. I would say those three are mine too, but I would go one would be United, two would be Days of Future's Past, three would be First Class. I go. wish X Men One wasn't. It's very slow moving. It's yeah, the pacing's pretty bad. Yeah. Hey, I looked up on IMDb just so you know. Pre two thousand eight, the top three movies of top four: Spider Man Two, X Men. Oh, just regular X Men, two thousand X Men. In terms of what? Uh, ratings, IMDb ratings. Really? Yeah. Okay. Superman and Batman and Blade. Those are their top five. X Men United didn't make it. No, this is the top five best superhero movies pre two thousand eight, according to IMDb. That can't be right. That can't be right. There's no way X Men United got less of a score. All right, let me see here. X Men United got a seven point four rating. This. Yeah, and X Men got seven point four. Spider Man. Two got seven point three, Superman got a seven point four. Yeah, well, come on, Superman seven point four. That's just stupid. All of these things that are sevens are crazy. Stupid. This yeah. is why I don't look at IMDb anymore. What's Dark Knight? Stupid. Stupid. All right. <laughs> now look, The Dark Knight's a great movie, but why can't I find it? Oh, because I put The Dark Knight stupid search bar. Yeah, why can't? I? That's weird. Yeah. Because you have to put The Dark Knight. Oh. All right, so Dark Knight is a 9.0, and the greatest superhero movie is a 7.4 before that one? Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> uh, Dark Knight's great, but... Dark Knight's in another above? level of movie. It's, it's insane. That's true, too. Yeah. But you got to give X2 and Spider-Man at least I, an 8. I didn't write the article. I hear you. Uh, no, I feel you. Shenanigans. <laughs> it's like Rotten Tomatoes. The trolls, Alan. <laughs> trolls are doing it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. All right. So uh, go out, watch Dark Phoenix, come back and listen to our show on Dark Phoenix. We hope you like our retrospective on the X-Men movies. Um, maybe, I don't know if we will, but maybe we'll go back in the future and do each one individually. <laughs> I doubt it. But maybe we'll do the good ones individually again. Really do a deep dive. Or if you want to do a deep dive at all, let us know. Go on Instagram. We are the Nerd Me Podcast on Instagram. We are also on Facebook, the Nerd Me Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter. I think it's the Nerd Me Podcast. We're going to try to, I'm going to try to get Twitter up and running. We're on YouTube, Nerd Me Podcast. Uh, anything else, Alan? Yes, the full length feature of Dr. Indiana Jones Temple of Doom is now on YouTube. If you want to watch the, the complete director's cut version, it's going to be there. 
Ooh. Hey, did we do a show on Logan? I don't remember. I don't think we did. We didn't. No, it came out after we. Our, our first movie was Thor Ragnarok. Logan was sick. Oh, that's such a good never, movie. Yeah, and that came out. That came out the like February, March before uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, so yeah, we can Logan. go back and do Logan. Oh, I'd love to go back to that. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, we talked about. It. I want to go back and do all the Marvel Cinematic movies we haven't done yet. All oh. the pre Thor Ragnarok ones. We'll yeah. work in time. We can do that. lots of time. Yeah, lots of years. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, Logan would be a good one to do. Plus, give me a reason to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. All right. So, in Dr. Indiana Jones is on Instagram also, right? Will yeah. you be premiering um, The Last Crusade pretty soon? The, I, I have weeks, some right? ideas. I have some ideas on it. I don't know if I'm going to. Well, now I got some ideas. I'm just toying around with what I want to do with it. But yeah, I'm going to. I think with the Last Crusade, I I really felt I rushed through Temple Temple of Doom. Okay. Yeah, I think I rushed through it, and I want to take my time with Last Crusade since it's That's, the last one I'm going to do. Even if the fans demand King of the Crystal Skull, you won't do it. Dude, no one's demanding Crystal Skull. I'll make. I'll start a petition. Change.org. Go to change.org. No one's demanding Crystal Skull. I'm telling you right uh, now. How many signatures would you need? 100. 100. 100 flat That's signatures. It? Yeah. Don't even dare me, dude. Don't even dare me. <laughs> I will get on. I will get on. I will make that my life's work. Stop it. Um, oh, it's funny. You're saying you didn't spend as much time. And you felt like you rushed Temple of Doom. Dude, I remember the weekend you were building the bridge. Yeah. I was like, you're what? You're like, I'm building the bridge. I'm yeah, like, I, I had to build that a one month before the scene. Yeah, I know. You're saying you spend enough time on you rushed Indiana Jones and Temple well, of Doom. Well, that's dude. How do, how do you do Temple of Doom and and do the bridge scene piss poor? You you got to nail that scene. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm saying you. Degr- I'm saying you're being hard on yourself by saying you didn't spend a lot of time on the movie. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. No, I, I could have done better. Okay. <laughs> oh, dang! You are you are your harshest critic. You got a lot of. Love. You know what? Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah. What? Let's move on. No, no. That's go to YouTube. So yeah. if you go to our YouTube channel, Nerd Me Podcast, you can watch me do some unboxings. You can watch Alan's complete director's cut of <laughs> Dr. Indiana Jones doing Raiders of the Lost Ark and Dr. Indiana Jones doing Temple, Temple of, Doom. of Doom. And soon to come, uh, Last Crusade. And he will be doing King of Crystal Skulls because I will get those hundred people. You will not. Give, you won't I'll even get it. ten. Guaranteed. Do it. I'll do it. All right. I don't. If I knew how, if I was better at social media, I'd do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, also, I have a new Instagram account where I'm displaying my various comic book and geek related collectibles. I've been collecting since 1983, mostly comic books, but I'm throwing in some toys, some statues, uh, anything geek related that I might have. You know, like a movie poster or whatever. I'm throwing up there. It's a Mom's Basement Collectibles. Uh, that's my Instagram handle. Give us a like. Join up uh, every day except for Sundays. I'm posting something, so six days a week I'm posting because uh, even God rested on Sunday. So you know, I figure, what the heck? Why can't I rest on Sunday? Okay, sounds good. And uh, yeah, so you can find me there. You can find Alan, Doctor Indiana Jones. Doctor Jones. You can find you can find both of us <laughs> at the Nerdy Me Podcast. And uh, any thank yous? No, right? Not today. All right. I think that's it, man. I think we plugged away. Till next time. Martha! Schnick. Schnick.